0: This is Real Estate Team Builders and I'm your host Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. The real estate team building world is driven by big egos who boast about how many homes they've sold or how much GCI they've earned. We don't hear much about their low profit margins, the long hours they put in each week or the unbearable stress they endure. In fact, I've discovered that most real estate teams are losing money when you consider the amount of personal production their owners must do to make ends meet. I believe that if you want to profitably scale your real estate team without working crazy hours, enduring unhealthy levels of stress, or coming up short at home, then thinking like a business owner, building sustainable systems, and empowering your team are absolute musts. You won't find any smoke and mirrors or hype here on my podcast, just the real-world tools, systems, and strategies that work. So if you struggle to balance growing your real estate business with focusing on the areas of life that truly matter, then this show is for you. All right, today's guest is going to be a treat. We're going to dig into a business that has come a long way. When I started working with Cody Riddle back in 2015, I think the year before, we were just catching up uh, before we hit record, uh, 41 transactions this year, Cody and her her team will do. 130 plus transactions, uh, $2.3 million of GCI with more than 50% profit margin. Cody was telling me recently that she went away on vacation, came back to five commission checks and three appointments set for her. So Cody, give like a minute introduction about your journey in real estate. I know it spans just a few years. So give like a minute. So our listeners, and we will, we will keep listening.
1: Well, thank you for having me here. I am so honored to be here. Love you to pieces. Um, started this business in geez, 1999. So been at this for 22 years. Single agent for ev- for forever. Husband wife team for a brief stint there, um, and then four person team, and now a 13 person team. So that's what happened over those years, and uh, it's been it's been a journey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah sure. let's let's get right into it because the conversation today with you and having been involved and and challenging you over the years and you challenging me and us sort of a tug and war about just different mindset shifts that you've had to go through over the years um, and we're gonna dig into all of it. The first one i want to tackle though is you know being a top producing agent and and playing the game of like tactical real estate and specifically even sellers. Like you you play that game at the highest level. How do you mentally go from being a top agent to shifting in your mind to become a business owner? Talk about some of the challenges there.
1: oh that That was unbelievable because i i I took tons of pride in being a realtor. Um and then I got my broker's license early three years in, and I took tons of pride of being a broker. Um, and that's that's was the language I used. And then I realized, holy moly, like uh, learning how to find out where my money's coming from, because I just looked at a, as long as my account had money in it, I was happy. That I realized um, I'm not, I I don't know how to run a business. I don't even know what that means, but I do know how to be a realtor. So that transition from those two was very, very hard for me. Um, Almost so that I quit. How many times did I quit?
0: A few. at least
1: at least three. I think I, I think I quit three times. um and then and then came back. but it it's just because it was painful. It was painful to understand truly understand the numbers and truly understand what I'm spending on advertising. like what business owner doesn't look at that stuff? Well, I didn't. It's because I made good money selling real estate. just keep something real estate. So the mindset had to um I had to go through a lot of pain and I don't know, I don't know if that's the mindset answer that you're asking. But just knowing a person quitting, they went through a tough struggle and I did it three times. So there you go. Um, I had to figure out how to be better than that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's a little bit of discomfort. I remember, um, I don't remember where the event was, but I remember you and Bill, we were doing um, one of the sessions at the intensive workshop was on just like your financial journey, your financial life. And in real estate, like the whole industry touts like X number of homes sold and like, you know, whatever, like all these top line metrics that have little, if any, meaning into like, are you hitting your financial goals? Are you like less stressed and have more time freedom this year than last year? So... (laughs) Maybe talk a little bit about like, once you really came to realize that you could disconnect, you know, your production from the money you earn or like your money, like the, the money you invest in your business or your production has to leave, lead to some financial independence. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, because uh, I, I knew I, very low fear in spending money none i I was fine. I would spend money on everything, advertising, spend money. you name it i would I would spend and, and then, when we did it was with you, we did a financial like how much are you really worth and And I'm selling a lot of houses and and my how much I was really worth it it came down to we have to actually sell our cabin, which was our second home that we built. It was very emotionally attached to both of us. And I mean, we had to sell that because our bottom line, what we were actually worth wasn't much of anything. I think it was like $70,000 at the time. And I, people thought I was successful. By all standards, I was, I was selling a lot of houses, but that day and that moment that we had to come back and sell, sell the cabin was Did we have to? No. But was it the right call and the smart call and the business person call? Yes, we had to do it. And it has been monumentally different from that moment forward. Um, So the realization that I wasn't as great as I thought I was, was hard. And then the next step and making those changes and moving towards putting money away, profit first, I think it was you that suggested that book, and and we have been through those exercises a ton. That was massive, and then building a team around the proper proper economic model was big. I'll say that question. I'll talk to tons of realtors, and I say, "Do you have the proper economic model? Do you have the proper economic model?" And like, what what does that even mean? I literally, Lars thought that that's the way everybody talks, like the proper economic model. They don't. They don't.
0: Yeah. So I want to I wanna spend a little bit of time uh, and ask you a question specifically. So in in that transition from just head down, selling a lot of homes, thinking it's going to end up in a good place to where you are now, like true business owner, you know your numbers, you know your profitability, you know how your net worth is increasing, you know your monthly expenses personally and professionally, you are truly a CFO of your personal and and professional life now, but go back to where you weren't. Is it a combination of ignorance and ego, or is it something else? Because some people just don't know what they don't know. And once they learn it, they're like, okay, well, now I get it. And in our industry, traditional success is all about ego. Like people are driving nice cars that they can't afford, they're doing photo shoots, you know, in houses that aren't theirs. And like it's just this weird sort of image advertising, ego driven industry. So for you specifically, though, was it ego? Or was it ignorance, or a combination of both?
1: And you wonder why the public has such a distaste for us in their mouth, because <laughs> it, it is an image-driven thing. Um, I am going to confidently and comfortably say mine was a combination of both. It uh, ignorance was massive in for me. Um, I remember we we would you would talk top line. Um, profit margins. And I was flat out embarrassed. I had no clue what you were talking about. So ignorance for sure. Um, and the ego part, you know, I, I I'll admit to that definitely, but the minute I got to say the minute I knew that it was ignorance and I knew that I needed to learn something different, I learned it. So there wasn't a ton of ego in my way because I'm that's why I'm in business to provide a better life for my family, pay for college for my kids, to to have a fabulous um be a grandparent. Now, I'm far from that right now, but that's like to have that for my little grandkids whenever they come along. Like that is what I'm doing this for. i I drive a freaking Ford or a pilot, a Honda pilot. Like none of that stuff matters to me. But having money in the bank and having that comfort, and the reason that is is to pull to get away from being afraid. Like, like I'm I am flat out, I worry a lot. Anytime something the industry would give me something to worry about, I did it times 10. So when the big these big Zillow Realtor.com companies and oh my gosh, they could take away and make us irrelevant, I worried and I panicked and I freaked out and I was like, no, I just got to get my head down to sell more houses. And so fear was the the thing that drove me to making the bigger changes and then trust. I had to ha- I had to have trust in what I was doing. So I'm calling ignorance for me, 80%, 20% ego.
0: Okay. So when you when you start to, you know, expand your your business and bring people in and you know get things off of your plate because you can't do it all. Let's use the example of maybe like when you shed buyers off of your plate and you just focused on the listing side because that's all you do now is pretty much listings, right?
1: Correct. Listings and recruiting. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so
0: let's let's talk a little bit about like the 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 mindset of you know you can do it better, you know, controlling and, and the fear around that.
1: I can even go back before that to just an admin, right? My first admin. I, I could do all of that better than her. And, and it would make me crazy. And so I would just do the work. And then oh, it, it's painful, actually, thinking about it because of how naive I was and how afraid I was that she just flat out couldn't do it as good as me. Then I learned the rule, if they can do it at 80% the level that I can, that is good enough. And I think, again, I think that was a permission-based thing that I got from you that said, just just hand it off, 80%. And then you told the story about some agent who thinks that they need to do all that data entry into MLS, like that's just putting put boxes, filling in boxes, right? Like, no, I, I knew I didn't need to do that stuff. But talking to the client and running that stuff, oof, I was really worried about it. And then once I handed it off, she could do it even better than me, right? Like I really had, there was the ego. I, I had too much ego that I was better than anyone else surrounded by idiots. And, and that's the message I'm sending off to everybody. And, and then I realized, no, wait, get out of your own way. These people do it better than I do now. And and that did not come easily. So that even today, I'm still learning how to be better at that. And then what's the difference? Like, is it, are they really great? Or did you do a bad hire? That's a, That's a tough one for me today. But back then it was just flat out fear and ego that I could do it better. Fast forward to finally letting go of buyers. The reason and the way I did that was to honor the people on this team. I recruited them and I promised them I would I would not take another buyer out, that they would all be given the efforts of my 20 years in this business or 18 years, whatever it was, I would give that to them. And that I honored that and I, I'm out, I'm out for sure. And I, I we have an agent brand new in the business and her first buyer was a $1.2 million buyer and we happily gave it to her. And and she was ecstatic and and loves this team. So that came out of honoring my team wholly. And now I'm just looking for the person that's going to come do my listings. So if you have anybody that wants to come be my listing agent,
0: please, I will honor that. It's so funny. As you're telling the story of the new agent with the $1.2 million buy, I remember one of my first buyers was like an hour and a half from my freaking house, a HUD buyer. It was a hundred thousand dollar home and they got three homes under contract because they were all crap and they all failed inspections. And oh. luckily it was a HUD deal at the time which they were doing like 5% commissions. So I remember I was so happy. Um, the things that we do that our agents don't have to do. Uh, you know, We build these teams in part to make it easier for our agents to succeed which you have definitely done let's let's talk a little bit about uh in in real estate and i just think in general you know we we fall prey to comparing ourselves we compare our insides to other people's outsides because we we don't get to see like the the actual you know what it's like to be that person you know they may have a crappy marriage they may be estranged from their kids, they may be physically unfit, they may, you know, be so far from their creator, yet they sell more homes than us, you know, and we're like, Oh, man, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm less than somehow. Uh, talk about your struggles uh, in the in, in in the comparison game, and, and how you overcome them.
1: Yeah, this one, this is, this is a tough one for me. And because you would, in your coaching piece, you would tell me stop doing that, but, but it drove me like I was, I was really good to find the best of the best in my marketplace, find out what, where they are, compare myself to them and set that commitment to beat them. That was the competitive side. And it works for people like me Um, very, very well to a point. Then what i found and and this was a this was my biggest revelation that happened literally just this year and that is when you are constantly comparing you're looking you're looking up the mountain right at where you're going how you need to get there and what you fail to do is turn around and look at how far you've come so oh my goodness I have come so far, I have done a really good job. And to take that moment and to pat yourself on the back without the accolades, right? And, and kind of, you need that a little bit sometimes. So you have to do it for yourself and, and look at where you've come. And that's been monumental for me to sit inside my confidence now. And to sit inside the knowledge, these twenty, you know, two years of, of real estate experience that I have in this brain, and to be able to share it and, and provide something of value to people, because I have done pretty well. And so I still fail or fall into the comparison game periodically. And my horror story is my biggest thing I learned in real estate is I lost. Um, I actually let go two agents that I didn't want to be in the same room with these people. So I had to let them go off my team, very big producers, providing a six figure net to me. So over a hundred thousand dollars to me. And I had to let them go. And they went, both of them went to the person that I compared myself to regularly. It was Heartbreaking, and I let them go. So it's like, what did I care? I cared. I cared deeply. I learned what I created in them, and why I had to let them go was because of me. Um, and and it was the hardest lesson, uh, and but the best one, right? Now the team I have is a very different team, but it's because I'm I'm coming from a very different place. So hard, hard lesson that started with comparison and then just ends with okay. Confidence and love and just giving—that when you do that, guess what comes back at you, right? Confidence, love, and more giving. So it—it's been. I actually have chills on my neck because it—it's it, a cool journey that had had to happen, but it was.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, and you know the traditional, even sort of quote-unquote successful real estate teams, you know, they 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 aren't really surrounding themselves with people that are, you know, of a core value fit, or, you know, they don't abide to any kind of economic model. You know, before we hit record, we talked about two big businesses, you know, two, two teams that we know that, you know, they're running marginal profit, but nobody would know because nobody talks about it. Right. So it is the, the compare, like I would take your business over like the 10 teams that you put on a pedestal because I I know their economic model is crap. I know they're probably they don't travel as much as you do. They don't have their net worth isn't increasing like yours is. They're not, you know what I mean? They're just so far out of whack with sensible business and financial practices that I just wouldn't I just wouldn't do it. And um, I
1: don't where does that come from for them? Where does that belief get stemmed because I just had a great conversation with this guy the other day. And he says to me, he says, I'm I, I want to sell my business eventually. Like I want to sell my business. I said, okay, phenomenal. So talk to me, you know, what's your number one thing? I'm recruiting. Okay, great. What are your splits? 80. I pay them 80 and I get 20. Okay. So he, he didn't know his profit margin, but he had to sell, he himself sends, sells a ton of ton of homes. So the final question I asked him was, how are you going to sell your business if you are the number one money maker? You're, no one's going to ever buy your business. It isn't worth anything. After that was said, the, the phone was silent and he couldn't get off the phone fast enough with me. And he didn't want to have the further conversation. And I was truly there to help because I can help him now based on the stuff that I learned. But... It, I out. I called them out in a way I didn't even really mean to call them out. I just asked the right questions and could not believe the answers. Shocking.
0: Yeah. And just so everyone gets it, you know, so a business conversation in any business, I can ask three questions to a business owner. And like at the end of those three questions, I'm either like leaning in because there's something I can gain from from and learn or I am like stepping back. And uh, so for anyone that doesn't realize it, if you're paying out 80%, how much do you have left? 20%. 20%. Out of the 20%, you have to cover leads, administrators, overhead, phone, rent, rent, you know what I mean? So yes. you are not making any money. I promise you that guy is losing money on his business and he's making up for it in production.
1: But and, he was and- very, very proud of all the agents that call him to be on his team. <laughs> it's like, well, well, of course they do. You're paying, yeah, sign you're me up. 80% yeah so so when people say yeah you know i i can i can recruit have a lot of people like listen it listen let's just have a real conversation so that we can get from point a to point b a whole lot faster but it took me how long six years so listen to me right preaching to the choir because it it's it's a hard hard space to to peel back the layers and be vulnerable to to know what you don't know
0: yeah, really good. Uh any current mindset or leadership challenges that you're going through right now?
1: Um my my fear of letting go is still still there, sure. Um letting go of of piece by piece and so that that's that's for sure there. And then the second bit, I think the the biggest thing to answer any problem I have is to continue to recruit right recruiting agents and having those conversations and and so that is that is the piece that is i guess if if I, if there's going to be a challenge it's it's that i got i got to keep recruiting you can't stand still very long in this business right you got to keep doing and and that's the biggest keep doing and i got to find my listing agent like i alluded to earlier
0: yeah so your next steps so are you're at of buyers and you're looking to just get down to like referral high-end listings, essentially?
1: Um, yeah, or just not listings at all. <laughs> <Get> I'll, <out. laughs> I'll, I'll give that to the team, too. It, it, you know, you just got to find the person who wants that piece. And so, and I, it could be someone on my team. They're just, they they love buyers. They are loving that, man. They are thriving in it. And even in this market, that's so tough and they're still doing great. So, yeah, I need to find a listing agent and and need to continually recruit.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, do you know any
1: teams that don't have to do those that don't have to recruit regularly?
0: No, I mean, there's the the only way to stay a level or two out of your business is to have a, just a never ending stream of talent. Right. It's like the sports analogy. You know, they they win the Super Bowl, but all season they were looking for talent. They're like in seventh and eighth grader football games now looking for the, the, the players that are going to, you know, play on the Panthers or whatever. So it's, it's the same, the same stuff. Um, Talk a little bit about, I wasn't planning on this, but I want to talk about it. Um, You, you have pivoted your business. You went independent to KW to EXP. Talk about what you see foundationally, you know, we talk about uh, eXp being a, a platform mm-hmm. to put your business on. So it doesn't like change the way you do business necessarily. It's just a, a better platform. So talk a little bit about your decision to join eXp.
1: Yep. That was uh, a no brainer for me. Uh, the only reason I went into from independent into Keller Williams, it uh, I'm going to blame you here. <laughs> um, I just needed to find a broker, right? Paying a cap of 16000 20000 23000 to do the broker duties at that stage of the game was an absolute no-brainer. I don't want to do that stuff. And so, so stepping into eXp, I have that broker to do all of that, take that piece off and my cap $16,000 all day, every day. Um, But but what exp I feel that is that recruiting thing that I was talking about. Let's say this agent is phenomenal, but they just aren't. They don't want to be on a team, or they don't fit the team model. They don't want to do that side. Well, guess what? I can I can still help you. Exp. I don't I don't want to swear here, but truly, it's changed the game from agents being a holes to one another to being supportive, contribute contributing, lifting up. That's, that's been the change there because it doesn't matter if you're on my team, I can still lift you up outside, help you with everything. And guess what? Yes, I benefit in your, in all the stuff that you'll benefit from it. I get to benefit too. So killer Williams puts me on a pedestal to teach their classes and to go in and do their ignite. I think it's called, or And I'm sitting there going, what am I doing? Love the idea of giving back, but those are hours out of my day that I took away from my own team. So forget that, get into this space, still be that contribution, help agents lift them up and get paid handsomely for it. So that's a business mind, right? That to me was a very easy, easy choice.
0: And I think you and I, you know, we thought similarly about eXp. We, we had sort of pushed it away for for some amount of time and then once you start to think about your business in terms of leverage and and you slow down and you actually look at EXP and you understand leverage like you like if you want to just sell homes forever into your 70s then you should you could do that anywhere you could do that at EXP you could do it at KW you could do Absolutely. it at whatever yeah. but if you really understand leverage it's hard to ignore EXP so Talk a little bit about that. And I want you to talk about the mastermind that, you're, that you've, you've launched and how you're going to give back there. But talk a little bit about, you know, how you see the business a little differently where like it was only your team. Now it's like local agents and then it's, you know, folks around the around the world.
1: Over, Yeah, well, I'm going to first say EXP when, when you first, when I first looked at it and I don't know, like whatever, the logo is the logo, didn't much care about it or for it. Uh, didn't care about multi-level marketing, didn't even want to talk about that. Like, give me a break, like all that stuff, whatever. Then you, what, how did you just, just describe it, slowed down and actually looked at it? That is what when the light bulb went on because I talk to people and agents all the time to join my team. Not everybody wants to be on my team. Not everybody is a good fit. That's where the conversation ended before eXp. Now the conversation doesn't have to end. And that being the case, put put eXp aside, let's just contribute to the industry that has made me a living for the past 22 years. Again, want to share the stuff that's in my brain. So let's just help agents. Let's contribute. Let's bring them. Let's make them better. Because if unless you're hiding under a rock, you should be pretty worried right now as a realtor. You better be making changes to stay significant and to stay relevant and to stay of value to folks, right? So if you don't know how to do that, find someone who does to help you get there. So that that's a big deal to me. And I think that that's where the shift in, in eXp, I get to do that. I can do that with My team, which is, I told you, 12 people, 13 people, I can do that with my local market. We're number one in Cave Creek, but we have a whole valley here with with millions of people, tens of thousands of agents. And then guess what? It doesn't have to stop in Arizona. I can talk to a realtor where you live. Lars, I can talk to realtors in my hometown, Montana. I can help and contribute to their lives and benefit from that. So it's a win-win. I, I don't know anywhere else where I could do that.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, what's the what's the mastermind? What's the best way? Two things. Uh, talk about the mastermind and what you're going to do there, and then talk about the best way, because I, I this is not any sort of exp pitch. This is no. the value about mindset and and all the whole shift. Yet, if you're at a point where you've mm-hmm. shut down exp and you want to talk to somebody who's been independent, been with KW, now sort of sees the value of exp, who plays the game of real estate. I don't know anyone playing the game of real estate at a higher level than than Cody. So I do think people can reach out to you just to have a conversation about EXP. But we'll talk about the mastermind for a minute.
1: Hundred percent, and I thank you for allowing me to do it. Uh, we're I just now created it. It's called Elite Real Estate Mastermind on Facebook. It's a Facebook page and an Instagram page of the same name, and it's just about contributing and and lifting agents up and helping them stay valuable, differentiating themselves and how, how can I help you get from, from where you are now to where you want to be? And it's time, it's time for me to give back. It's time for me to step into that space and allow it for people because I can.
0: Awesome. Really, yeah. really cool. So
1: they can just uh, then, reach out on there.
0: Yeah. And then what's, uh? do you check your Facebook messenger? What's another good way to get in touch with you one-on-one?
1: Yep. Facebook messenger for sure. We check it all the time. And then of course you can just reach out to me with an email, Cody at the riddle group.com. If you'd like happy to chat.
0: Awesome. All right, yeah. Cody, this has been uh, really good. I appreciate your vulnerability around just the comparison game and the mindset challenges that we all go through. Uh, I just wish there were more open and honest conversations about the challenges, you know, every point of your journey like none of it's easy, like it's all about choosing your heart, um, and I really do believe that. So I appreciate you and all that you've done, and the way you continue to push me and push yourself to to do more in the industry. So um, yeah, many thanks. If you're at the point in your journey where you now you want to have a conversation, or you think this world might be a good fit for you, real estate B school. The B's for business. So we 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 focus on helping you make that shift from agent to owner in your business. And there's a whole bunch of different stages you'll go through and you'll be challenged every step of the way as uh, as Cody was. Much love, Cody, appreciate you.
1: Thank you too, Lars, back
0: at you. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you wanna learn step-by-step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind, and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about visit us at joinrebs.com that's joinrebs.com our coaching training systems and support will help you get more high quality leads increase your conversions and sales improve your client experience and allow you to scale your real estate business all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.